3 John 2, beloved. Thank you, Chris. Let's read this together. It's on the screen. You can see it. Ready? Go. Beloved. Stop. Stop. Some of y'all not even reading. Let's read together. And beloved, I wish above. That thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. We prosper, write this down, in harmony with our soul. I wish above all things. I wish above all things. There's some things I wish, but I wish above all things that you prosper and that you be in health. But that doesn't happen until your soul prospers. Now, we've talked about it before. Your soul is your thinking. It is your choosing. It is your feelings. It is your imagination. It has to prosper. When you were born again, how many of you are saved? Raise your hand if you're saved. Okay. When you came down, gave the preacher your hand, gave Jesus your heart, you said the prayer of the meeting, Lord, come into my life, and you got saved. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become new. That's your spirit. Your soul did not play a part in that transaction. That's why you can be saved and still do things you used to do um, before you got saved because your soul now has to be transformed. It has to be renewed. You still think the same. Um, Your imagination may be still the same. Your emotions may be still all over the place. Um, All these things have to now be renewed and brought in line now that you're born again. And so he says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health um, in harmony with your soul prospering, in harmony with your thinking, your choosing, your feeling, your imagination prospering. If that doesn't prosper, you don't prosper. If your thinking doesn't prosper, your finances don't prosper. Your family don't prosper. Um, 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 what else? Your body doesn't prosper because as a man thinketh in his heart, come on, so is he. So the level that you live on depends on the prosperity of your soul. Write that down. The level that I live on depends on the prosperity of my soul. Now, don't get it twisted. When we talk about or even use the word prosperity, everybody start tripping. They talking about money, all the prosperity preachers. That's all the church want to talk about. That's not the deal here because prosperous is more than just money. You can prosper in your marriage. You can prosper with your children. You can prosper in your thinking. You can prosper in your body. Um, But listen, you do need to prosper in financial area. So, so stop, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't be deceived with all these people talking against the financial part of prosperity when you know you need some money yourself. How many of y'all can stand some more money? Stop, put your hand down. There's people that are not here today. They wanted to be here, but they had to go to work. Why? Because they need some money. How many of y'all going to work in the morning? Raise your hand. Put your hands down. How many of y'all don't work from home? You have to drive to work. You drive an hour, 45 minutes. Come on, how many of y'all love y'all job? Not everybody, but you do it because you need some money. I think I'm here by myself. See, y'all, they're going to play with me today. How many of y'all got plenty of money you don't need no more, um, and this message does not apply to you? Please stand. I'm waiting. 
You got plenty. Yeah, yeah, one day we're going to stand. But the reason it ain't this day is because our soul is not fully prospering. And I'm quite tired of, I believe I receive, it's going to get better one day, soon and very soon. God's about to do it. I'm going to be rich. This is my year. This is my breakthrough season. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of all the cliches that go nowhere to happen. I'm tired of turning around thinking something's going to happen, and it's not. Because you got to change your thinking and make adjustments. They, and, and see, as we talk about finances, I'm talking about first things first today. But all year, we're talking about giving, we're talking about receiving, we're talking about life insurance, we're talking about, um, come on, help me, we're talking about um, children's college funds, we're talking about how to save money, we're talking about how to manage money, how to do budgets, we're talking about all of it, not just giving to the church. And the reason so many believers are frustrated because you were taught how to give to the church, and you do that, but you weren't taught how to budget the other 90. So I gave God 10 and then I, I, I just threw the 90 in the garbage because nobody taught me how to deal with it. We're going to talk about portion order, talk about how to pay your bills, talk about how to get out of debt. Nope, we're not blowing on you. Nope, we're not telling you to turn around and knock you on the ground and get up and your debts be paid. You're going to have to work your way out like you work your way in. It took you 30 years to get into that hole against wisdom sometimes I know we did it we was using credit cards we had no business using we had credit cards to everything to Montgomery Ward and TJ Maxx and and we had dollar store credit cards we had <laughs> service merchandise come on um, um what's the place used to be in the um North Riverside Mall they sell the fur coats um Evans yeah Evans and and <laughs> y'all know yeah some of y'all went there too and we had Madigans and we had all these cards Y'all say, yeah, they got me too. I know, I know. And we were taught give and we gave, but we were not taught manage, so we didn't manage. And so we looked good, but we were broke. We looked good, but all the bills are past due. And we kept coming to church just a dancing and the wishing that one day that stuff was just going to disappear. And it didn't. But the first thing we had to get was the first thing. Tell your neighbor, so you got to get the first thing first. And so we begin to prosper in our thinking. Your thinking determines your prosperity. Write that down. Not your job, not your banking account, not your salary. I'm telling you, when I was working in corporate, I worked in the legal field for a long time and those 3% raises, um, that, that, that wasn't nothing, Drew. That, that, that wasn't nothing. After Uncle Sam got his part and all that stuff, I probably saw another $50 in my check. And we up here testifying and shouting about a raise. It wasn't no raise. So, so that doesn't determine your prosperity. Listen to what, well, I got my own, that ain't my job, my, my portion, I got my own business. This still don't determine your prosperity. <laughs> your success in life is based on what you understand. Write that down. Soul prosperity is equivalent to understanding. 
It goes with understanding. Your success in life is based on what you know and understand. When you know and understand, you can do better. We prosper in accordance with the prosperity of our understanding. There is no shortage of money. Right? They didn't get notes and circle that. There is no shortage of money. There's plenty of money in the land. See, you don't think it is because you've been limited to where you live and where you shop and, and, and looking out of your window. But there is plenty of money in the land. I remember, I remember going to South Africa and stopping in Abu Dhabi and going to just the lounge to wait for the next flight. It, it's, like go, it's like going into heaven. It's like, y'all living like this? In the lounge? And, and some of us don't understand this because we've not been exposed to anything. So we think life is as, as long as your block that you live on. But there is no shortage. There's, there's plenty of money in the land. There is no shortage of money. There is shortage of understanding when it comes to money. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and, and listen, listen, I got to say this. And we will live on whatever level we decide to live on. Because there's levels to this thing. I said, there's levels to this thing. So go to Mark chapter four and verse 23 in the New Living Translation. Anyone with ears to hear, I'm going to go pretty quickly because I, I, I want to get it all in because I don't have time to take these over to the next week. You see what I'm saying? So I got to finish this today because next week is a whole different topic. I don't get to go into next week. So, so here's what you do. You, you lean in, you listen, and then you tune in on Wednesday night and we finish up what we didn't finish on Sunday because I can't take this over. You hear what I'm telling you? Okay, Mark 4, 23. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Should do what? Listen and understand. Listen and do what? Understand. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. Mm. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. Oh my. And you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Write down abundance follows understanding. Hosea chapter 4 says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge and understanding, which means a lack of understanding delays your future. Write that down. A lack of understanding delays the success that you desire or, or the expected end that God has already designed for your future. If you don't understand it, you cannot walk in it. I tell you all the time, there are so many things that I don't think is as important, but I don't have understanding of them. I just call on people that know it, with remote control or, or gadgets in my house or, or especially all this tech stuff. I just don't know. Y'all should see me at home trying to log on for the stream yard. London gets mad every time. I told you last week, just hit this button and turn over there. I'm like, I don't get this stuff like this. And I call somebody else. But you can't do that when it comes to your money. You got to understand your finances. You got to know where your money's going. Your money has to have a mission. It has to be managed. It has to have some direction. You can't just be spending it. You can't just make it and spend it. So your lack of understanding delays your future. Look at Proverbs 14, 24. It says, wisdom crowns you with riches. Wisdom, knowledge, 
understanding crowns you with riches. Now look at this. I heard of Barna Group. They do um, surveys and things like that. Well, Barna Group shows almost equal percentages among Christians and non-Christians when it comes to poverty, unemployment, bankruptcy, car repossessions, home foreclosures, bad credit. It's almost the same. We singing about God, jumping about God, having praise breaks, and have the same thing going on that non-believers have going on. We cannot continue to go down this road and get mad when we get to where the road is going. I just said something right there. <laughs> Poverty, write this down. Poverty is not God's will for humanity. We've been saying that it ain't God's will for the believer. It's not God's will for humanity. It's not God's will that anybody be poor. Well, why are people poor? Why are people starving? Hey, because of the fall of man, there's a whole lot going on here that shouldn't be going on. When you have babies and go through all that pain and childbirth, that's because of the fall. It was never God's intent that you have pain and childbirth. Why people in Africa ain't got this? I don't know. Why, why are there villages with no water? We built a water well a couple years ago in, in, in Ethiopia. We have a water well there. Life, it's a couple clap. You built a water well for, villi- for a village. I don't know why those people didn't have water. There are so many questions in the earth that we can only attribute back to the fall of man, but I don't have exact answers for you. Or why do bad things? I don't know. Well, I can't, the, the reverend don't know. I can't go here. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know. And I'd rather tell you I don't know than lie to you. But here is why they don't have water. Because as you see, when the earth turns and the hemisphere comes in contact with the atmosphere and then the earth flattens out for a while and then Ethiopia doesn't get bread. I ain't got time to be trying to explain that thing. Poverty is not the will of God for humanity. Look at Galatians chapter 3. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, Moses stated the blessings and the curses of the law. And they were threefold. Listen, it was curse of poverty, of sickness, and spiritual death. Now look at Galatians chapter number 3. In verse number 13, Cargo told me I'm going to be able to finish this today. Um, Chuan, but you let him know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Verse 13. Now, I just told you, in Deuteronomy, it lays out the, the curses that come with the law. Yeah. Yeah. Poverty. It's a curse. So if you say, I, I, God want me poor, that's a lie. You know God don't want you poor. You don't even like being poor. You don't. You don't like not having enough. You don't like having to borrow money. You don't, you don't like having to not be able to send your children places or do certain things you want to do because I don't have that kind of money. People say, I don't have that kind of money. That's not the will of God for us. So it was poverty. It was sickness. Another, I'll deal with that too. But sickness is not the will of God for you. Diabetes, cancer, all that. Now, I will say this. We've played a part in it. We're going to pray and, and we're going to fast and we're going to bind the devil. 
We're also going to stop eating fried chicken, and we're going to stop eating after 7 o'clock at night, and we're going to stop drinking pop, and we're going to stop having so much sugar. We got to play our part, too. Ain't nobody saying amen. I'm just trying to get you ready for Audrey next week, because she's going to let you know. The devil is busy. Nope, that's all them pops you drink in one day. And we all have our certain convictions. And I, I used to be like, oh, y'all drinking all that pop. Y'all, I don't drink all, I don't drink no pop. I don't drink no pop. That pop is bad for you. But I was eating a gallon of ice cream a day. And, and, ain't it funny how we have our own convictions and we're beat you up by yours, but, but mine is okay? So I, I'm going to get on you because I don't drink pop. But I got 18 wings fried hard with mouth sauce. And I done had it three times this week. Oh, but y'all drinking that pop. You said you fasting. Don't even talk about it, huh? Listen, I, I don't even care. I, I, am in, I told you, 2023, I told you Wednesday night, belongs to the discipline. So, so bring it on. I'm, I'm, I'm training my flesh all over. You can sit them wings in front of me. You can put mild sauce on them with, with pepper and, and salt and put a great mystic next to it. I'm not fooling with it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to discipline my flesh. I'm, listen, I got, hey, I, got, I got two closets at my house because I went up and down my weight all my life. I got one closet for the small me and one for the big me. Y'all laughing because you know. What closet you went in this morning? And so what I'm going to do is I'm getting rid of the big closet. So unless I'm going to come out here naked, I got to do something. But, but that ain't the message. So Deuteronomy talks about the threefold curse, poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Now look at what happens here in Galatians chapter 3. Look, Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law. Oh, Jesus came and changed some things. Being made a curse for us, look, 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 for it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Who hung on a tree for us? And every sickness, every piece of poverty, every piece of spiritual death, he took it upon himself and he canceled the curse of the law on our behalf. So you ain't got to be sick. You ain't got to be poor. You ain't got to be separated from God. That the blessings of Abraham, verse 14, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We've been redeemed. We've been delivered. We've been saved. We've been freed. We've been released from the curse of the law. Say, I don't have to be poor no more. Say it. So now that we've been redeemed, how do we manifest this redemption in our daily lives as it relates to money? You got to understand this, write it down, that there are laws. If I went up on the top of this church and jumped off after service, I don't care about Black Lives Matter. I don't care how, how saved I am. 
If I'm the apostle, the chief bishop, doesn't matter. The law says if you jump off this building, it's called the law of what? It has a name. You believe in that law, don't you? There's also a law called sowing and reaping. There's also a law called seed time and harvest. There's also a law called giving and receiving. And you cannot expect to prosper financially apart from those laws. I tell you all the time, my giving is me participating in God's plan to prosper me. So let's talk trust. Say trust. Because the real issue here is trust. Talk about first things first. Some of y'all been dancing about money for the whole year. You dance all 2022. And your financial situation never changed. You know why? Because you avoided the laws I just talked about. You shouted about receiving, but you never gave. You shouted about reaping, but you never sowed. You shouted about harvest, but you never got the seed in. Ooh, say ooh. ooh. Lack of trust is at the center of what's keeping us from participating in God's plan. There is a wicked spirit called mammon, said mammon, yes. that works day and night to get you not to trust God. You can make any excuse you want, but when you don't participate in these laws, giving, receiving, seed time, harvest, um, 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 sowing and reaping, it's because you do not trust God. You be- I, I, I know what I'm speaking of. I was there. We were there. When we first got married, we said, no, we cannot do this. We cannot give to anybody, including the church, because we don't have enough. But we never said that when we got over to the Madigans. We never said it at the service merchandise. We didn't say it at the Marshall Field. We never said, we, just, we can't do this. This is not right. We don't have enough. We don't make enough. I'm not going to get this coat. We said, we swiped the card and we prayed. Let it go through God. Let it go through Because I don't want to be embarrassed in this store. And I remember, I remember, Drew, I was shopping at this place called a Mr. Shop in Riverside. Now, I didn't have no business in there. Because I was making $15,000 a year. I had no business in there. Um, but I would go in there and buy suits and pin, pin quality ties, and I, they gave me a credit line, man. Tommy, they gave me a credit line. And um, I would go in there to get me something knowing I was at the end of that credit line. But I'd walk up there, I'd use the scripture out of context. I would come boldly before the throne. <laughs> and lay my suit and tie up there. And the lady worked there, she would, she, she would, she, she knew I didn't have enough on the credit line, but she would go through the stuff anyway. And at this, she said, Hey, Mr. Roy, you know you don't have enough. And I said, Shh, shh. And she would, what is this flying through here? What is that? That's them the red bugs. How are they still here? That, 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 they went away in the summer. How's it still here? That, uh, he lived here. He fly through every service, huh? He, he a partner. Come on, he a partner. He's, hey, but I would get to that counter 
and I'd be so embarrassed, but it didn't stop me from doing it again. But when it came to giving to the church or giving to people or giving to outreaches, we didn't do that. I can't. I was just sitting, watching go by and listen. And I, I had in my mind, and I'm, we can't afford that. We can't do that. We, in the same money, we couldn't give to outreach. We'd give to something we need to be giving it to. Because the real issue, come on, is trust. Look at Mark chapter 12. Yeah, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, Proverbs said, and lean not. Lean not to what? You know what happens when you lean to your own understanding? You know what happens when you lean to your own understanding? Is, is, there, is there a baby in here, a kid in here, a little boy in here? Not that baby, no. They're all in children's church. Come here, come here, come here, come here. I need, uh, uh, some right here, right here, right here, sir. Right here. It's okay. Oh, oh, oh. Down right here. Face the people. Face the people. Give me a, give me a big guy. You. It's not me. It's not me. Yeah, you. You tall. Yeah, come on, come on. Uh-huh. Let him out. Let him out. What's happening, man? What's your name? Amir. Amir. I didn't wake you up, did I? He said, okay, stand over here on this side, sir. Yeah, you stand on this side. Now y'all face each other. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. This is your understanding. This is your understanding. Back to back. Back to back. Now lean on your understanding. Wait, 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 wait. Now wait, 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 wait. Why are y'all saying, whoa, why are y'all saying that? No, why are y'all saying that? Because what? Because he's not gonna, he's too little? What else? It won't work. It won't hold him. It's not enough. So y'all can see this clear with this illustration. But it's the same way with your own deal. Don't lean on your own understanding, your own way of doing things, what you figured out. You're going you to wreck the, the ship. Now, if he would have leaned on this, this is his, if he would have leaned on it, he'd kill this little boy. He'd hurt him. He'd knock some things out of place. He'd wreck some stuff. He's caused a bigger issue here. And him leaning on his understanding ain't just going to affect the kid. It's going to affect him and everybody connected to the both of them. But we lean on our own understanding when it comes to money. We said, I got this. I know how this works. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. 
Nope, I ain't giving to the local church. I ain't giving to missions. I ain't giving to Mexico. Nope, I'm not doing that. I'm going to borrow 20 from mama next week. I'm going to use daddy's car to get some gas. I got this. I'm going to get three more hours of overtime. I'm going to sit back work for Jim because Jim always late anyway. And Lucius just quit. They're going to give me some of his hours. And you got it all figured out. It's your own understanding. And when you finish working that plan, you be in the same place. Now you're more frustrated. Because now you crossed over into toiling. Because I worked the extra 10 hours and everything and I still can't pay my Verizon bill. Now I'm mad. So now I come to church. Give it to me, Pastor. Tell me what, what to do. And if you get to a church that ain't going to teach you the word, they're going to say, turn around three times and God's going to bring you out. And you're going to turn around three times and you're going to dance and you're going to say. And nothing happened. Okay, the devil beats. I'm going to come back next week. So next week, oh, you got faith. Jump up and tell your neighbor I'm coming out this week. So you'll jump up and you'll tell your neighbor I'm coming out this week. And you'll go back home. And another bill comes. You say, it ain't working. Now you're getting frustrated. Now you say, you know what? Skip that church. This stuff don't work. God ain't doing it for me. He's doing it for everybody else. Well, I ain't doing it for me. And you don't realize everybody else started budgeting their money. They started managing their accounts. They turned off cable. Yeah. Instead of going on a seven-day trip, they went on a three-day. So you don't get away, but I'm just going to go three days, come back, so I get my money right. Oh, this is the budget for a trip this year. I ain't got five grand. I only got 400. So this year, we're going to Gurney and stay at the, at the mall, and we're going to walk around and get some ice cream. No, that, skip all that. Skip all that. I'm just going to lean on my understanding. How's that working out for you? It didn't work out for us. I promise you that. And every time I try to go back to my own understanding, I make a mess out of things. How many of you made a mess out of your finances before? Raise your hand. 2023 belongs to the discipline. And first things first is, let's keep going. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you. Bless you. Okay, I got, they said I got 14 minutes. Okay. So where was that? Mark 12. Jesus sat, verse 41, NLT. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus. They gave a little bit of all the money they had. They pulled out their wallet. They had $5,000 in there and they gave 10. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. She didn't give more money, but she gave more trust. And if we can't be obedient to God as it relates to money, we'll never walk in the level of money we want to walk in. Are y'all listening to me? Okay, now, now, go, now go to Genesis. Some of y'all had your money, got in the sock, in the drawer, in the shoebox. Money was meant to flow. It's currency. I said it's currency. It's meant to flow. 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 Keep it flowing. Give to somebody. That's why when we was going through those things financially, and even in, in the United States, they, they told us to, they, to, to stimulate, to, to, to stimulate the, 
the, the economy because it has to flow. So go out there and spend some of it. We're going to give you something to spend. I got this free money from the government. Ain't nothing free. Genesis 14 said, first things first. There's a proper money sequence. We were out of sequence for a long time and we struggled. We struggled. We didn't have money to pay certain bills. We filed bankruptcy. We struggled because we were out of the money sequence. The sequence is give, then responsibilities, then spend. We were, we, all we were doing was spending. We skipped the first two. We just spending. Trips and parties and suits and shoes and boots and hair and rings and watches and mall. And just spending and cruises and spending and spending and spending. Because we didn't trust God with this. So, let me help you. Genesis chapter 14. I got 11 minutes. Can I take 11 minutes? Yes. Let me ask you this first. Why do we give? Because we love God. And come on, that's good. Because we love God and we trust God. We're not under the law. Write that down. But the Old Testament was written for our learning. So we respect the principles and the foundational place to begin in our giving because of the Old Testament. Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek. Look at this, Genesis 14, verse 18, NLT. Listen to me very carefully. Do not turn me off. I'm, give me your ear. I'm giving you the tools to win financially this year. I've made a decision years ago, London and I, that we'll never, ever be broke a day in our life. It is not a church slogan. There is much work behind that. So if our income is here, London and I live way down here. We don't live nowhere close to it. We live down here. You can, if, if you live in here, you're going to be in trouble. If you live in here, you're going to be in trouble. If you, if you live in here, just go ahead and give it up. You can pray all day. You got to bring this down. Listen, but it starts here. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and priest of, the, of God most high, brought Abraham some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with this blessing. Blessed be Abraham, the God most high, creator of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has defeated your enemies for you. Blessed be God most high, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. In the Old Testament, when you win a battle, you keep the spoil. If I come to your house, Drew, and I beat you up and I win the battle, I can take everything out your house. It's mine now. I keep the spoil. Old Testament, that's what happened. Look, look. So Abram had the spoils from all the victories. He had a right to keep it. It was his. 
but he knew he was not responsible for those victories. It says in verse 20, and blessed be God most high who has defeated your enemies for you. So because he understood I got the victory, but I ain't responsible for it. It was God that did it. He brought back a tithe. Honor, love, appreciated God enough, thankful enough that he brought back a tithe. After he had declared, God is my source, he responded with the tithe. Now look at Genesis 15 and 1. Not far after that. Look, sometime later, 15 and 1, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great because he trusted God, because he returned what belonged to God, because God was responsible for his victories. Let me stop right here. How many of you have victories in your life that you know God is responsible for? You sitting here is a victory. You listening to me is a victory. I don't care if you got a ride here, drove here, walked here, that's a victory. You leaving here to go home and eat, go into your apartment, your house, that's a victory. And Abram returned the tithe because of it and God blessed him with something that money came back. I ain't got time to teach it. But later on, he gave, he gave Abram a son. Come on, Bible scholars. And look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I got seven minutes. Oh, God. I hate rushing, but I got to get this out. Y'all get what I'm saying though, right? First things first. What would happen, Drew, if our entire church decided to do first things first? What if our entire church came every week and brought a tithe? We ain't got to keep praying for the, for, for the youth center. We just build it. Because Budweiser don't, don't, don't fund us. We, we don't have backing from Quaker Oats. Or chase. It comes from the pew. What if everybody decide to do first things first? And according to the victories in your life and what God has blessed you, you bring back a tithe. What if everybody, what if everybody did it? And some of y'all sitting and says, I can't do that. And bless God for you. Hopefully one day you get it. But until you get it, you're going to run up against these financial struggles because first things must be first. And I ain't just talking about giving to a local church. Do you know business people tithe? People that ain't even saved give a tithe because they understand this law. People send money to our church. They don't even go here because they understand tithe. Folk they ain't even saved. They, don't even, they ain't even saved. But they understand the, the principle of giving so they send money to this church. I got to put it somewhere. They're not washing their money. They're giving a tithe. Are y'all wash money here? That's not what I'm saying. Look at 2 Corinthians. You got to clear it up, Karen, because people be coming up with all kinds of stuff. Um, remember this, Amplified. Y'all still got the classic edition? Let's get the regular edition. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. I like that, that you sow generously so blessings can come to somebody else. Be because of your giving here, because of the tithe, we can help people with rent and car notes, help them get out of, out of certain troubles they've come up in. We help with those things in this community. We give to the poor. 
We send money to other ministries. We give to prisons. We give to all kinds of things because of your money that comes through here. What would happen if every person decided to do first things first? I went to the camp, um, Drew, beautiful camp. The kids are having a great time. We should have our own. We shouldn't have to get money to take them to somebody else's camp and make them rich. I got four A-mines over here, one in the balcony, and two down here. But if we don't think that way, if we think just raise money and pay, that's why I don't, I don't like to raise money. I like to receive money. Because I grew up in church, we're we going to raise this offering. And they put a little pan out there, and we tell, you want to give, come give. And nobody, I need some more to come give. And we're going back, we're going to count it. We come back, we don't have enough. We're going to raise some more. No, 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 no. Let's just receive it. And you don't have a problem with giving because you know it's good ground. The problem comes with you trusting God. You think I'm going to run out, I ain't going to have enough. Oh, it's quiet. It's quiet now. It's quiet now. Okay, let's, let's keep reading because I have three minutes. Oh, God. What, what verse was I at? Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. I've been a giver now for 20-plus years. 20 Two, 23 years we've been a giver. The first um, four, we were struggling, Jack. We were tipping God. We'd give a little something. If we, hey, praise God. Oftentimes we went to the bathroom. Because I, 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 I had a bit of my mind, I can't do that. I can't afford to do that. But once, once I understood what I'm teaching you, I became a cheerful giver. My heart is in my giving. So I give all the time. I give all the time. I give all the time. And I'm listening for God of when to give because I'm setting up my future all the time. I'm keeping seed in the ground. I remember a couple years ago, a friend of mine was, was building, um, his, trying to find a building, secure a building or something, and he needed some money. And I didn't know the details, but God just said, send him $25,000. And I sent it. And he called and said, that's the exact number we needed to close the deal. When you obey God like that, doggone it, you setting yourself up for some honor that only comes from God. That's why I'll never be broke. I was sitting in my office the other day, and I, I text London upstairs. She was upstairs doing something. I said, we got to send our apostle $10,000. We got to put it in the ground. Because I ain't going to never be, I ain't going to never be broke. I ain't, I'm going to always have enough. I'm going to give the tithe. I'm going to give offering. I'm going to give to the poor. I'm going to give spontaneously. I'm going to hear God on what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Because I'm never going to be broke. I've been broke. I didn't like being broke. Come on, Chris. I've been broke. I didn't like it. I've been in a place I didn't have choices. I didn't have choices. This is what I got. This is what I got to get. I've been in a place where I got paid on the 15th and the 17th. I didn't have any money. And we were young and married. I remember when I was called my mom and I was like, can I use your credit card? Can I put this on your credit card? Because we didn't have nothing. Well, you like this now because you're a preacher. 
the lies you tell. I'm like this now because I do what I'm telling you. Look, 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 look. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient. Says self-sufficient. Possessing enough to require no aid or support. I don't need the support. I don't need the aid. I don't need the link. I don't need that. I may have used it for a time. A season in my life I had to go, go there, but I'm not there anymore. I'm abundantly supplied now. And furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. We want to ensure that we're not walking and needing a miracle every month. If I don't get a miracle, girl, they're going to take my house. If I don't get a miracle, they're going to take my car. That's every month. Last scripture, 1 Corinthians 16. This, this is how I give today. I don't give under fear. I don't give under pressure. I don't give because if you don't give, God's going to break your washer. I don't believe in none of that. If you don't give, God's going to strike your kids. I don't believe in any of that. I don't. I think that's erroneous teaching. That's why your, that's why your, your engine light keeps coming on because you don't give. That's not true. You injure like that because you don't give maintenance on your car. Because you need an oil change. That's why your engine light is on. But I used to think that, Stacey. When things happen bad, oh, that's because I'm not giving. Oh, my God. I got the, you know, so I don't give under that, that window anymore. I give because I love God and I trust God. I give because he's responsible for every victory in my life. I give because his grace is sufficient for me. I give because he's a good God. First things first. We're going to talk about it all this year. But first things have to be first. Some of y'all got to hear what I'm saying today and make a decision to become a giver. Make a decision to become a part of the group that says, I bring back a tithe. If you give me a dollar right now, I'm giving God 10 cents. And sometimes, when I go above because I'm trying to graduate in my receiving. And, 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 I, 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 and I don't receive everything. People bring me gifts. Say, no, you, I, don't, I, I can't receive that. There's, there's another motive behind you, what you're trying to give me. So I don't even receive it. So I'm, I'm not giving just to be getting from everybody. It's all strategic. It's all strategic. And that's not a day go by, Stacey. That somebody don't cash up us money. Somebody don't put money in our hand. We go somewhere, somebody paying for stuff. And, and that's not because, oh, that's because you're the preacher. That's because that's what I do. And you reap what you sow. So I expect it. I said I expect it. Last scripture. I'm out of time. Here's what you do. Verse 16, 1 and 2, amplified 1 Corinthians. Now concerning the money contributed for the relief of the saints. They're receiving offerings in the church in Jerusalem. Of the saints, God's people, you are to do the same as I directed the churches of Galatia to do. Paul was given instructions. On the first day of each week, let each one of you personally put aside something and save it up as he has prospered in proportion to what he is given so that no collections will need to be taken after I come. Every week, you put some aside and you bring because of the victories God has done in your life. The amount depends on how much the Lord has helped you earn. 
10% is, is foundational for me, but it's not where I stay. We give as God has purpose in our hearts. We give according to what he's done for us. I'll never debate net versus gross. I'll never get into all of that. I give, I give, I give from my income tax. I give from the stimulus. I give from whatever I get. Any increase that I get, I give back to God. And because of it, Drew, I can live the life that I live. Again, I can bring in money here. Boom. I know what I'm talking about because we've been doing this for 16 years. We get stipends here. We, we don't, we don't, most of y'all probably make more money than me in London. You got quiet ideas. But I think I'm doing all right because I do what I'm telling you. And I give. I'm looking, I'm looking all the time. Oh, you don't never get at me. It's probably because you stingy. So when I'm looking, I just look right over you. God don't let me even stop on you. There's always folks that don't get enough want to get something. Y'all didn't give me nothing. Y'all, nobody blessed me. According to what God has given us. First things first. Talked about faith. Finance. We're going to talk about fitness, getting our bodies together. We're going to talk about family. We got to do all of it so we can live the life we want to live ourselves. Oh, it's, oh, it's the year. It's good already. I, I want to see you prospering financially with your family, in your marriage, having more than enough money. I want, I want to see everything good. And we can be that way. Your body healed. Your body whole, you ain't got this pain and this catch and, and this got to go on. You need a new kidney, you need a new heart, you need new lungs. We're we going to get you all of that. I saw a guy, an active, I said his name, you know it. He was terribly overweight, had all kinds of ailments. He said, I just stopped having sugar. I stopped having certain foods and cleared every ailment in my body. No surgery, no none of that. 2023 belongs to the discipline. And some of y'all sitting here looking at me. Some of y'all sitting here, and you got this. You say, I'm a giver. I tithe, I do that. But some of y'all don't. And you're expecting this year to be great financially. You got to do first things first. I want, that's why I want to do the whole series on it. You hear what I got to say and you just do it. If you're not giving, start giving. It's your local church. What happens if we all brought a tithe? Oh my God. The vision wouldn't tarry. Because vision only needs provision. The only reason things ain't happening in your own vision because you're waiting on the money. I got a vision for this. I got a vision for that. I'm just waiting on the money. Because as soon as I get the money, I'm believing God for the money. I want to open up a store, open up a business. I want to write a book. I was waiting on the money. Because your vision needs provision. Your house does, and so does this house. And what really kicked it off for us, we agreed with God regarding his house. The first time ever that broke the back for us, we had saved $1,000. Just coming out of debt, saved $1,000. Y'all heard the story. Act like you ain't heard it. And, and... 
And we were proud of that thousand dollars. And I remember Bill Winston was buying them all down the street. And he asked every partner for a thousand dollars. And I said, we got to get this thousand dollars, London. But I didn't want to get that thousand dollars. That was my first time saving. That was a lot of money. I done saved a lot more now because I all we we saved like crazy. Because you ain't gonna catch me in the bread line. Oh, something about to hit this nation. I keep trying to tell y'all. I keep trying. I went in the store to buy salad food. I didn't buy no steak. I bought salad food, vegetables, nuts, and no rice, no none of that. I spent $350. I was mad. I was mad. Because that's not right. Something's not right with that. I shouldn't buy egg for $15. Something ain't right with that. I said, now wait a minute. And half the fruit didn't even look good. Had to pick through the fine lettuce that ain't already red. You charging me eight dollars, four dollars for a head of lettuce? Butter was four dollars. That's a dollar a stick. I, I, I'm not complaining because just because you have the wherewithal, but I'm like something ain't right about this. We gotta look further than just trip. Something ain't right, and we gonna get to the bottom of this. But until then, you better have some money. This don't make no sense. This food costs too much. Why are you complaining? You got two link cards. No, no, I'm trying to help you with something. I'm trying to help you because that's going to end too. There is something happening here. And what happens if your source has been the government for everything? and they pull the rug out. Now they can control you because you never learned how to manage anything. Or how, or you, you was looking to them. They were your heel from which came your health. And once they pull that, and here's the thing, the church has to be ready to take care of those precious people. Not just give them bread, but give them programs on how to manage money, how to get jobs, how to do things nobody ever told them to do. So I gave that thousand dollars and it opened up things for me. And we've graduated since then. And every time you want to go into a new realm of financial victory or financial success, you got to graduate again. Some of y'all, the highest you've given is a hundred. God gonna break you with five. He's gonna break you open with a thousand. He's gonna push you. Because you gotta, be, you gotta be willing to become what you want yourself. Father, I thank you that the word was received today. And it fell on good ground. In Jesus' name, amen.